The thoughts and views heard on today's podcast are those of Jesquan and Al. On today's episode, we are celebrating Black History Month. Quan will let us know why he's not with the shits when it comes to white privilege at the job. We then will give our take on the Mount Rushmore of Black historical figures from each era, along with the top Black TV shows from the 90s. Let's debate. Alexa, play me something to get my day started. You are now listening to With the Shits podcast featuring Quan and Al. That's cool. Can you give me something for my Caribbean people? You're now hearing With the Shits podcast featuring Quan and Al. Dope. What about something sexy? You are now listening to With the Shits podcast featuring Quan and Al. Yeah, yeah, it's time to get the show started. Let's go. What up, y'all? We here. We back again. Episode three with the Shits podcast. Uh, we appreciate uh, all the love that we received. Uh, we definitely ran some numbers and we found some inf- interesting info, didn't we, bro? Some numbers out there that was a little shocking, but highly appreciated. Uh, got some Southern Bells out there that we uh, we noticed was listening to the pod and hopefully enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Georgia, was it? North Carolina. Yeah, uh, well, so about, Florida, about 85 percent, 85 percent. Right. Yeah. Of our audience right now are women. So we was uh, that's interesting. Really wanted to show love to the women out there uh, right off the bat. Yeah. Now, nah, we appreciate that. I mean, we didn't think that was going to be our demographic right off the bat. But I mean, all love is definitely embraced. We appreciate that we touching different segment that we didn't really think we would absolutely absolutely and hopefully y'all enjoying it you know because we just getting started we warming up so you know we're just gonna keep the episodes coming and hopefully you guys keep listening and uh everybody and the numbers keep growing i know we're up to about 250 followers on our ig page yep 250 want to thank everybody for that uh we did a little promotion on our last episode and um we got a lot of good feedback yeah definitely i think um I'm starting to enjoy this right now. You know what I mean? I think the only thing we're missing right now is that bottle of sangria. That's true. I, yeah, I dropped the ball on that, man. I mean, I didn't think, you know what I mean? Like every Saturday afternoon, this is becoming our, our theme now. So a bottle yeah. of sangria is definitely something that's going to be warranted every time. That's true. That's true. You had to find, we found a rhythm. Yeah. Found yeah. a nice little rhythm. Yeah, so we didn't want to do it too early in the morning, but it's the afternoon Word. now. So I, Word. Think, I think a bottle of sangria, that ain't going to hurt nobody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we want to jump right in with the shits, man. You uh came in, said you had a story you wanted to wanted to tell the people. Yeah, bro. Yo, so this this fucking past week at work, man. Um, yeah, so I got a little different assignment. You know, I guess you might want to call it a promotion. I mean, it ain't, it ain't coming with a whole bunch of extra coins, but you know, at least me, it puts me into something different that I actually would prefer doing. Okay. Than uh, what I was accustomed to doing. So, you know, they kind of got me um, training, you know, um, our actual department on the mobile shit now, because now we know we in the mobile. Right. So, um, you know, I started, you know, kind of shining with the mobile. So they was like, yo, uh, we, I think we uh, want you to start training, you know, um, uh, some of the people because we made a big investment in the mobile or whatever, because we connected with Verizon. I don't even know if you know that the, uh, the cellular service. Oh, OK. That's what's up. Yeah. So we got Xfinity Mobile now. 
So I kind of now spearheaded that joint. So the thing is, I'm, I thought it was going to be specifically for my department. Right. But it comes to find out that um, a supervisor from a different department in a repair, he actually uh, he set something up. He emailed me and asked me if I can do um, uh, a training with his actual uh, agents. Right. So, so I went over there. I did like a little side by side thing with him on the phone, you know, gave him some tips on how to, you know, sell, you know, the product. And, you know, right away we got like two sales right off the bat. Mm. So he was shocked. He was like, oh, wow, damn. Yo, he, he's pretty good. This shit works. So he was like, hey, do you think you can do a presentation for my whole team and, <laughs> and show us some of the tips on how we can actually sell it? I said, yeah, I could definitely do that. Now, mind you, that's not even in my job description. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's a whole different department. I see where this is going. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, no, nah, but I don't mind doing that shit. I mean, it's a different department, but it's like, all right, I'll help y'all out. So I wound up doing the presentation for them. So that worked out pretty cool. And, um, Yo, the next day, I got an email from another supervisor from that department, white dude. Mm. Keep in mind, this white dude, I, I see him, but we don't even speak. You know what I'm saying? I think maybe <laughs> we, we might speak in passing sometime. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we don't really really acknowledge each other like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this dude going to shoot me an email talking about, oh, Odell, I sent you a, uh, I set you up with the, uh, a training for my team. If you come and talk to them. I got you on from five o'clock to five forty five today. If you can come and talk to my team, I'd appreciate it. All right, there's the setup. I'm like, wait a minute, hold the fuck on. <laughs> I'm like, bro, first of all, how are you gonna set me up with some shit? <laughs> a training? How do you even know if I'm fucking prepared right now? I'm like, wait a minute. So you're just gonna put this shit in my schedule uh, like two hours before? How do you even know I'm prepared? You know what I'm saying? Like, and bro, That's you crazy. have not even really talked to me before. I'm surprised you even know my name. Sound like he put you in a position where you had no choice but to say yes. Yeah. So, you know, it was like, you know, you get the email, accept or decline. I declined yeah. that shit. No. <laughs> I was like, bad, bad credit style, nigga, decline. <laughs> Fuck no. Yo, properly introduce yourself first. See, this is what white privilege comes into play, bro. This is white privilege. You know right what I'm saying? This sure. is white privilege at its finest. So, see, he, he see that I did it for the brother. Mm. So, the brother gonna outshine him now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, he don't want the brother to outshine him. So he going to come to me and see if I guess to do the same thing for his team. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, but first be formal, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying we incorporate, be formal, introduce yourself. That'd be nice. You know what I'm saying? Let me know who you are first. This is going to shoot me an email. Talk about do a training for your team. Yo, bro, this, we ain't, we ain't, this ain't slavery, bro. No, no, no. White people don't have to introduce themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they send that email. That's a part you know, of it. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even introduce themselves. No, they email. That's the email. Shit. That's the introduction. <laughs> yeah. This is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I need you to do this. Yeah. And then as soon as you renege or back off of it and try to look the people's out, now they're talking about you. Another email going to go out. Yeah. So you had no choice. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, they try to give you no choice. They try to back yeah. me in the corner, yo. But I was like, nah, I'm not accepting that shit. Yeah, I declined that motherfucker's invitation. You spoke to him since or not? Yo, he spoke. He he went. He spoke with me, you know. But he was like, even when he saw me, he didn't want to speak because he knew he was in the wrong. You're right. You know what I'm saying? So he. Well, but we kind of ran each other in the hallway. Mm -hmm. And he was like, um, hey, oh man, Odell, I apologize for that. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, I, you know, I I thought you know you did it for. Uh, you know, for Carl's team. So I think you could do it for my team as well. But yeah. Yeah. But you know me, I'm Chris. Um, you know, I'm in the uh, repair supervisor and, you know, it's good to meet you. I'm like, all right, well, you should have did that first. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, backwards you, as hell. You, you backwards as hell, bro. Yeah, but I'm saying this is how white privilege works at its finest, bro.
Nah, they thugs over the over the keyboards. Yeah, that's for sure. The They're definitely thugs over the keyboards. Then they walk, they walk right by you, shake your hand, give you one of them pats on the back where they think they're trying to injure your shoulder. You know, like <laughs> overly, especially you know you got a little like I'm a little bigger, so these guys be pounding on my back in the hallway to like pause, sitting up here like, "Good morning, Al, how's it going?" And like, wait a minute, yo. shiver as hell, yo. Yeah, just mad happy with what they coffee. <laughs> like just get out of here, you know. You would never know. You wouldn't talk to me in the street. You wouldn't talk. To me, you wouldn't though. talk to me. So let's but, keep and, it. Let's and then keep a lot of times they don't even want to make the eye contact with you. No, they don't the make hall. eye contact. Yo, they give you that stupid ass white privileged grin and shit. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> that know that smirk. grin, that smirk. Mm, how yeah. you doing, buddy? Yeah. Mm. Smile with no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they get trained to do that shit. Uh, it's funny because they all do it. Yeah, man. But yeah, that was uh, my little Black History moment this week. White privilege, man. That shit. They know how to work that in the corporate world, but you know, that's why I'm getting tired of this shit. For real. And the bad part is, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we're gonna get into a little bit of some other things right now regarding, you know, uh, black people and the and the dominance that we've shown throughout the years, decades, and Absolutely. generations. But for right now, it's like uh, this is probably gonna be a whole another podcast segment uh, <laughs> uh, subject, but uh, for another day. But like, how far do we still have to go? Yeah. You know, just from a, a, a dominant standpoint, yeah. you know, to where we're looking at these these corporate uh, guys, the white guys, you know, the suits, which we call them yeah. eye to eye. So the big wigs, the big wigs. Right. Yeah. Because right now we know what the percentages look like. Yeah. I you mean, know? we made our, our progression. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to downplay mm-hmm. That's the, true. the impact that a lot of our leaders have had. That's in true. Black history, because we definitely. You know, you know, gotten to a point of prominence, you know, as black people. But mm-hmm. Even back in slavery days, man, it was it was free slaves. I mean, mm-hmm. people had, you know, prominent positions, you know, back then. But we were not all free. You know what I'm saying? It's Absolutely. the same thing today. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got affluential blacks, you know, you know, at the top, you know, but the white privilege and everything, the systematic racism that still goes on, it just changes up every era. You know what I'm saying? They like, find a new way. They find a new way. They From find slavery, a new way. the Jim Crow, the mass incarceration. Yep. You know, each president perpetuates this. It's nothing new. Correct. You know, Stop and frisk. Yeah, Stop we are, frisk, we know how know. they we know how they maneuver. They yeah. elevated. They just changed the wording. Yeah, they just changed the wording, man. They violate us. You know, they try to you know make shit correct with the Thirteenth Amendment. Yeah. You know, they don't. They they still make it. They have their system where you know they try to ostracize us out of out of society. You know what I mean? It's not slave. It's not real slavery, but it's mm-hmm. modern day slavery. It is modern day it's slavery. It's slavery, absolutely. Especially when you look at the prison system like a business. Yeah, it is a business from the food to the uniform to the to the amount of companies that are that are donating and giving money to these to these prisons. Mm-hmm. And it's just they're, they're building new ones like it's nothing. Yeah, just to keep just to keep us locked in and finding a way to put us in there because you know once they got us in the records. Mm-hmm. They making it hard for us out here after we get out. Yeah. So it's never going to I don't think it's ever going to go backwards. I mean, I know what they're trying to do with the yeah. marijuana. And if, but that just means yeah. they'll find another way to put us in there. Yeah, they that's just, why they're just making money off of marijuana. They just making money. That's why they want to legalize yeah. it. You know, it's for their benefit. It's, all, it's always for their benefit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Once the Jim Crow thing stopped, then they started mass incarceration. So, you know, with Nixon and that whole campaign with, mm-hmm. the, the you know, the tough on crime bills and all that stuff that they passed. You know, that was really to set us up. That's where they really planted the seed. Right. And uh, then it kept, you know, kept going through the Reagan administration. And Reagan just took it to another level. Another level. The crack. You know what I mean? Infesting us with the crack in mm-hmm. all the inner cities, man. And that's when 
the crime rose, you know what I mean, right. in, the, in the inner cities, and they locked us up. And that's when it really became a big business, man. Right. And then Clinton just topped it off with that 94 crime bill, you know, with the three strikes, man. Absolutely. That really put, uh, you know, uh, a real crux on us, on our progression. You know what I'm saying? You know, because we're we're too we we fall into that trap too easy. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. once we actually come out of prison, we're gonna default right back to the same shit we know anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? We don't have many options. I mean, these guys look right at the application and they see one check mark. They look at one box. Then, yeah. And if they see you ever was inside, <laughs> they're going to escort you right out of there with no job offer. Elimination. Yeah. You're not even on the list of consideration. So, yeah. I mean, it's just really it's really bad out here. Yeah. You know, it's 2020. You got cops out here still planting drugs. Yeah. Like guns like they, they, they on video not yeah. body body cameras body don't mean cams anything. and everything man. yeah now they don't like mean they're anything. doing shit blatantly i mean they just, turn the sound off you know they, they they know what they're doing out here but they trust me they have a bunch of conversations within and let's just put it out there not all cops are bad we understand right unfortunately we're seeing more and more videos that show there are many that are still bad yeah it's so, like modern day lynching I mean, yeah. execution style. We don't even like need I to said, start listing the names. Yeah, we yeah, it's too many names to even list. We don't want to get into that segment of it. Right. But, you know, it's a long list. It keeps happening. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, every every month it seems like Word. somebody added to the list. You know, but you know they got they got full rights to do what they do. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the code of blue. They stick together, and this is this is how they they eliminate us now. Word. You know, but before yeah. we dive into that yeah. further on. Yo, yeah. Speaking of speaking of black men being down, (laughs) (laughs) so trying to trying to hold us down. Let's uh let's get into this uh, Deontay Wilder fight. Hey yo, did you? (laughs) Yo, bro, I I was so disappointed, man. But I I can't even say that I'm surprised because I kind of knew the nigga can't box. That's true. Like it's just that the heavyweight division is so diluted now Mm -hmm. that he was able to run up his record, a pristine undefeated record. With all those knockouts, but with the right hand knocking out, yeah, you know you gotta you gotta fucking immaculate right hand. You know we can't deny that. We give you your props for that. Yeah, but yo, when you gonna work on your skills, bro? You know it's funny because if if you if you feel like Tyson was a the epitome, right? Tyson also had a jaw. Tyson could take a hit too. Facts. You know, so you can't put it. You can't put Wilder up there like that. Like I don't know who he's trying to pattern his fighting style after but he he could have he should have known you can't last that long with one punch with one punch you know if i take you five to seven to eight rounds i know pretty much okay now i'm i got you yeah i got you i can tell everybody's making jokes about the man's legs yeah because he, you could tell what he works on right but and you see how fucking skinny his legs are he right got, he got the kd legs bro. definitely got kid no you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know he got the kd strong legs strong well, legs. knowing that you you don't got a big frame why the fuck would you put on that that fucking that attire, you know, a 45 pound <laughs> fucking weight, you know, looking like all that armor. Yeah. Nigga looking like an African Decepticon and shit. <laughs> nigga, why the fuck you coming in the ring with that? Son, the entrance is more important than the first couple rounds of the fight now. <laughs> it got to be because you just you just shaved off at least two to three rounds of a match. Right, you got Tyson Fury. What is he? 270 something? He about 280. I 280 think. now. And he weighing on you. You could see everybody was making jokes about how much he was just banging, banging on you, just laying on top of you because you weak. Yeah. You gained weight and hit 231. 231. Come on, man. Yeah. So you already like a, a light heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? And then you're going to fucking cripple yourself going <laughs> in. Yo, what kind of, what are you thinking, dog? I mean, he kind of embarrassed us for Black History Month. I mean, that was kind of a bad way to kind of end shit. I mean, if you coming in with all those theatrics, I get it. The whole Black Panther type of thing for yeah. Black History Month. 
You know, when you come in wrecking like that, you at least got to go 12 rounds, bro. Got to go you, you 12 rounds. You can't get fucking knocked out by honky, bro. Yo, that's the ultimate embarrassment. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for sure. And I don't <laughs> want to disrespect D Smoke, but come on, man. Right. Like at that particular at that particular platform, the man just left the stage <laughs> on Netflix, and now D Smoke walking to Deontay Wilder out yeah. on the on the biggest fight of of probably his his career. Because yeah. now you see how big this L was for him. Yeah, man. So but, I mean, they they really they really captivated their moment. In, in black history, you know, the white boys did, you know, he had a little Rocky Marciano moment. You right. know what I'm saying? I mean, Tyson Fury was definitely with the shits. I'm going to give him his props. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely a better boxer definitely. than fucking Wilder. He was confident as hell in that ring. He was confident as shit. Yo, did you see him during the warm-ups, during the pre-fight? Yeah. You know how loose he was? Loose he was he dancing was. around. So yep. I'm looking at him like, I'm like, yo, all right, either he knows he's about to go and knock this motherfucker out, or he just don't give a fuck about this fight. He just collecting a check. Right. I, I, did, I just didn't know That's which true. way it was going to go. That's true. You know, but clearly he was with the shits, bro. And I was going to put money on Fury, too. I'm sitting there looking at FanDuel. I'm like, ah, can he do it? Can he do it? Like, I thought he was at least going to take him 12. Then yeah. he knocked him out. I was like, oh, my goodness. This the is odds crazy. was good. The odds, he was like plus uh, 250 or 300. Yeah, like, it was a nice, was a nice, nice coin, man. Yeah, that would have been a nice little coin. But, I mean, I... I just didn't know. I didn't think he would knock him out. Right. I think, you know, it would probably go the distance. It might be a closer fight. Mm-hmm. But I knew he was the better boxer. But I'm like, yo, Fury could just land. I mean, um, Wilder could just land one clean shot. Right. It's a wrap. Changed the whole fight. It changed the whole fight. Mm-hmm. Just like the last one. Right. So that was just my trepidation with it. So I didn't really want to, you know, commit to it and put nothing down on it. But yeah, yeah I mean, he was, already talking about he already talked about he wanted that trilogy. I don't, I don't want no fucking trilogy. I don't. <laughs> Yo, nigga, don't, don't give me no tri- trilogy pack. I'm good, bro. I'm nigga, cool. you got your fucking neck lick. He gave you a hickey, nigga. Yeah, what uh, the fuck? Yo, bro. Yo, when he cut, when gotta, he, you got to ride to that man's crib, yo. Yeah. On some real, yo. I'm not, you let a grown man lick nah, you, nigga? Nah, I'm beeping the horn when I pull up in your driveway, dog. <laughs> I'm making sure you know my presence is now. Felt. Now we take got, it to the streets, bro. You now, got to, yeah, no. Yeah, now we got rid. We don't need a ring now. Bro, we outside a the nigga, if a nigga licks me during the fight, fuck that shit. I'm regaining all consciousness at that point. Nigga, I, I don't care how dazed I am. I'm nigga, finding nigga, some energy. You fucking lick me? Nah, yo. Nigga did a Shakira on his neck, nah. bro. <laughs> yo. Nah, nigga, I'm coming And with looked in the camera. And looked in the camera, like, nigga. Come on, Come nah. on, that's the ultimate disrespect, bro. Nah, you that, that and that's a meme. You. Like that's a meme. That's gonna be forever. That's a meme forever. That's man. forever, dude. Licking on your neck. Yo, straight vampire. Got your girl looking jealous. This is disgusting. <laughs> this is disgusting. Oh my god, hey, yo, looking man. blood off a grown man's neck. Hey yo, where you watch the fight though? Yo, keeping it a total buck. I was at the crib, going through my Twitter feed. Saw dudes who got the link. Who got the link? You, got the, you linked it up. Linked it up. Followed some dude. Didn't know who the hell he was. Saw the link, clicked on it, make sure nobody was trying to, you know, get me one of them spam joints. So I said, okay. Clicked on one. It said it gave me like three options to click. I went with two just to be lucky. Yeah, it was so whack because the first joint had like only like half the ring. Yeah. The camera angle was trash. I'll be scared of that shit sometime, yo. That should have put a fucking uh, oh a bug or some shit. Bug yo. Your computer, yo. Put the coronavirus in your fucking laptop and shit. <laughs> 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 fucking phone be done. Yo, that shit just shut down immediately. Yeah, nah. I was like, okay, so I got backed out of that one. I was nervous, so then I clicked on uh, option one. 
and that shit took and it, it covered the whole rings uh the ring. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll watch it from here. Yeah. But luckily, it only went seven. So I was like, all right, got out of there real quick, deleted that shit from my fucking thread. <laughs> uh, it kept it moving, man. So yeah, I mean, hey, entertaining fight. Although I thought he was done once he started bleeding out the ear. Yeah. Whatever I mean, round that was, the that second was or second third. Round. That yeah. Was early, yo. Early. I mean, how you get hit in the back of the head and start bleeding in the ear? In the ear. So yo, but I knew it. I knew. I yeah. I was like, okay, if you don't land this right. He's not winning this fight. Hell no. It's really that simple. It's some campaign shit. <laughs> he don't yeah, land that right. That was, that was a critical. That was a critical part of his campaign. Dude. Word. And he ain't come through. No. Yo, that shit. Right. This shit was funny though, yo, because um, I was supposed to watch the fight at my cousin crib, and um, initially, uh, we had set up something because he had hit me up because yo, it ain't not that many great boxing matches. You know what I mean? Going on right now. Be real, since Floyd. Right. Is retired. It ain't been no marquee fights. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nothing that I'm going to order on pay-per-view. Right. So he had hit me up, like, for the first Wilder fight when he just fought um, the last time, when he fought old boy. He knocked him out. He was like, yo, cuz, you trying to get the fight? Mm. I was like, oh, I, I wasn't really thinking about it, but what you trying to do? He was like, yeah, yo, I'm trying to get the Wilder fight, yo. He was like, you want to go to come to your crib? You want to come to my crib? Now, keep in mind, this was his idea. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have any intentional order in the fight. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to his crib. It's like an hour away up there in Scotch Plains and shit. So I was like, I'll come up there. So he ordered it. Now, keep in mind, I was like, I'm not trying to order it. Right. I, I didn't want to see the fucking fight. That, that, that bad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not, not for no what, $80 they charge you yeah, or some man. shit? I'm like, yo, nah, I'm good. I ain't ordering that shit. So he ordered it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll take a ride up to his crib. He's ordering it. So, bro, I bought the liquor. I bought a you know, nice, nice bottle. You know, say so I had um, I bought the crown. Okay. And I bought the trees. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I came through with the supplies. That's a lot of supplies. You know what I'm saying? I came, I'm coming with party favors. Right? Word. You know what I'm saying? So Word. I'm like, all right. So, you know, we, we drank. We smoked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Watched the fight. That's the fun pack. Yeah. We had the fun pack. You know what I mean? And we was good. It was, you know, nice little night or whatever. Word. So then he hits me up maybe like a few weeks ago. He was like, uh, yo, cuz, yo, you, you, you trying to do the Wilder fight, the Wilder Fury fight? Mm -hmm. He's like, yo, come through to the crib, yo. I'm going to order it. Just bring me the 20 you owe me from last time, yo, for the fight. <laughs> the wait, fuck? wait. Yo. <laughs> yo. Hey, yo. Sorry. Lines of communication, <laughs> yo. <laughs> hey, yo, it was definitely a breakdown in the line of communication. Uh, yo, where the fuck did this 20 come from, nigga? I bought the weed. I bought the fucking bottle. I bought the crown. And I drove an hour. And I drove an hour, nigga. You said, I didn't even want to get the fight initially. <laughs> yo, is this the kind of shit family do, bro? Yeah, wow. this is why I can't fuck with everybody. Held that 20 in the tuck. He tucked that shit. But yo, the fuck the fuck shit is, is that yo, like I used to live with the nigga like years back. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We had a little apartment or whatever. Word. And this nigga was, yo, the reason why I fucking moved out is because I wasn't with the shits. This nigga <laughs> kept short me with the fucking rent. Oh, hell no. Yo. Yo, wow. so this See? nigga, he would short me like every damn month. He started out good. Then each month he would short me like a 50 or a 60 spot. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even a hundred a spot one time. So I'm like, all right, I wasn't really tripping, tripping. You know what I'm saying? But yo, how long is this going to go? So I'm like, at that point, it's like, yo, we got to move the fuck out. Yo, you got to get your shit. Yeah. So that nigga still owe me hundreds of dollars. Damn. Nigga, I was covering your fucking rent. The crazy shit is how many people done been through that same situation with their peoples, family members, their peoples. Yeah. It's like, yo, okay, how far do I go with this shit? Like how 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 personal do I get with this? Because money changes things, man. Right. Especially with family. So I think the best thing you could have done was, yo, you gotta go, man. 
Yeah. You got to go. This is this is changing our relationship. You got to go. If you ain't got the funds, don't keep making me. Don't keep putting me in the hole. Yeah. Because you ain't got the funds. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm spotting you 50, 50, 60, 70. So it's only going to go up in my mind. Right. You're just going to keep if, I, if I'm letting you get away with it, then you're going to keep taking advantage of it. An apartment was in my name and shit. So exactly. you know what I'm saying? I want to fuck my credit up. So I had to cover it. You had to cover you know it. What I'm saying? So that nigga owes me hundreds of dollars. You would come to me talking about what, a, 20. a 20 spot, nigga. Come on, man. What? A Jackson? It's not even, eth- not even ethical. Yo, come what do you on, mean? bro. No, put that again. Put that towards the hundreds that you already owe. The hundreds that you already fucked over. So that was like, <laughs> yo, see, this is why you can't fucking, you know, deal with certain family members, bro. Wow. You know I mean? So I didn't, I didn't even go to that fight. I went to Fox and Hounds. And oh, I okay. watched it over there and shit. Okay. And um, yeah, that's it was crazy because you got a mixed crowd there. You know, all the white people. Oh, all the yeah, jury, jury, yeah. All the black people just started exiting. We, yeah. ex- we exit stage left as soon as that nigga got knocked out, yo. <laughs> like, yo, the embarrassment, nigga. Yeah, I probably on the low. You knew round five, round five, round, yeah, round four or five, it was over for Deontay. So I would have probably started looking towards the exit door. Yeah. I didn't want to see him at the canvas around a bunch of white people, yo. No disrespect. Yeah. Watch him celebrate all over this man. Nah, I'm good. I could definitely tell you he did not make my legends in black history list. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he did not make the cut. <laughs> he got a long way to go. I tell you that, man. He's gonna have to knock a couple people out. Yeah, man. Tyson may have to come back to somebody. Like he's he he's not even close to that list. Yeah, no, oh hell no. That's why when people was talking about him was one of the best, one of the best heavyweights, like yo, you can't put him up there with the Ali's and the Tysons and the Holyfields. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Lennox Lewis's. You know what I'm saying? You can't put him up in that that fucking category. You know I mean? Nah, hell no. No way. Nah. No way. You gotta have you gotta be able to have some stamina. Like I can't remember one dude. That we put up there with like just one one punch. Like Evander was nasty with it. He was a brawler. Lennox was nice. Yeah. You know, Foreman, we already knew it. Foreman, he, Foreman, oh, God. Foreman had way more than one punch, by the way. Oh, hell he, yeah. His shit was deadly, man. Yeah. His Foreman. shit was deadly. Yeah. Foreman was just like, he could box you. Cause I mean, I still even remember that Michael Moore fight in like, mm. 99, like 95. Mm-hmm. He was like boxing Michael Moore, yo. Yep. So he wasn't just a heavyweight hitter. Like early in his career, I think he was more just heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, knocking you out. Well, he's got older. He even started to box more. His big ass looking like fucking Butterbean or somebody. Butter- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Butterbean with hands and shit. Yeah, why they let that man in the ring looking like that? Late in his career looking crazy. Yeah, that nigga was looking crazy, yo. What was that, like King Hippo on Mike King- Tyson punch out? <laughs> that nigga was the real live King yo, Hippo. <laughs> man in the ring looking like Oliver Miller, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, but that nigga way, he was the effective though. So that's yeah. why. Yo, the hands ain't changed. The hands sure. ain't changed. That nigga the was just a, a stationary ass fucking statue, yo. Word. Oh man, <laughs> yo. So um, I'm actually glad we got a couple of jokes out of there because now we can segue into the into the Black History portion of our uh, this episode, uh, which we really wanted to focus on. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to get into? Yo, man. I mean. I mean, we could definitely go back. I mean, we can. I could. I could list like my Mount Rushmore. We can go back different eras and see, you know, really who had the most impact from each era. For me personally, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, this this our with the shits version. You know, what I'm saying everybody probably got different, you know, people that they would uh, classify as more important in that part of history. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm just going on my perspective, my point of view. You know, and and who I think would really deserve, you know. You know the credit as being the most impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, going to my past list, you know, looking at the past people, you know, you got to put MLK, of course, you know, from the past. I mean, he got to be recognized as the most impactful black leader 
that we've had in terms of creating opportunities for blacks. Word. You know what I'm saying? Because he pushed the civil rights movement forward at a critical time in the 60s. And, you know, forming that alliance with JFK, you know, they really tried to create, you know, social and economic reform. And I think they had a lot of success. He moved the, you know, he moved us forward. You know, it was definitely a lot of progression um, in the social integration. You know, so socially, I think that we made strides, you know what I'm saying, as being able to really integrate ourselves, you know, with the Jim Crow movement. True. And, you know, passing, you know, those critical, um, the civil rights bill. And, um, you know, I think once he, they got more into the economic integration, I think that's when it became a problem. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think the white people really had so much of a problem at that time. You know what I mean? Socially integrating, you know what I mean? That was more reserved like after slavery was over. You know, that's when they really tried to put a stop to that shit with Jim Crow. That's true. You know what I mean? So the social integration part, you know, they, they was they was cool with. But once the economic part, you know what I'm saying? Once you try to overthrow the power structure of the government, you know what I'm saying? Like they want to keep people in poverty. They're not going to let you win for so much. They're not going to let you win. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give you certain things. You know, we, we, we'll, we'll give a little, but we're not going to give you a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? And I think Dr. King mm-hmm. with JFK, they tried to bring an uh, allegiance, you know, the poor whites, the poor blacks, Latinos, Everybody, they wanted to afford every opportunities for everybody. Right. And the government wasn't feeling that shit. So it was no fucking coincidence. Both of them niggas was up out of here at the same time. I was about to say, boy, they see you prospering too much. So you could prosper, but don't ever try to bring along your people, which don't bring. Don't you don't bring. want yo, they don't even want you to and I keep on use day because you know, we already know what it is. But when they when they feel like they see a group prospering or changing the mentality of a mass of people, yeah especially of black and brown, then it's like, no, no, no. We're going to take you out. Yeah. So then they lose all hope. Yeah. And we've seen that in multiple situations. So, yeah, well, that's not even an argument at this point. But, yeah, uh, yeah, not to cut you off. Yeah, no, no, that's that's perfectly said, though. They put a stop to it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the the assassination assassination was in JFK and MLK around Mm -hmm. the same times. Popped the man top off. Popped the man top off. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, that's when you reach... A certain amount of prominence and you have that influence on your people, mm-hmm. they gotta negate that. They gotta put a stop to that. And yep. I think the same thing with Malcolm X. I mean, even though their philosophies were different, you know, Malcolm was more, you know, don't don't integrate, separate. Right. You know, Malcolm was more for our people. You know what I'm saying? And I think he gained too much control. And um they saw how he was inspiring our people. You know what I mean? And um economically he wanted to progress and he wanted to keep us going. And um, I think they had to put a stop to that as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they got Malcolm up out of here as well. And I believe that his killer, um, you know, the William Bradley dude. Yeah, you know, yeah that I, joke I don't was know crazy. If you saw the documentary. I saw the documentary. Yeah. yeah, but the William Bradley dude. So, yeah, he was over at the 25th mosque over out in Newark. So they, they got him from, you know, the mosque out in Newark. And they gave him an assignment to, uh, to bump Malcolm. And, um, you know, they gave him protection and full immunity. You know what I'm saying? They they granted him that if if he was assassinate Malcolm and um, the FBI, you know, they they hands was all over that. You know what I'm saying? A lot. Just like I said, with, you know, Malcolm, I mean, I mean, MLK and JFK were, you know what I mean? So the FBI was always involved somehow, man. And they try to, you know, American history tries to spin it 
and says, nah, it was Malcolm's own people that did it. You know what I'm saying? So, but mm-hmm. the documentary gives you a lot more detail on what the fuck really happened. You know, but they like the American history likes to put it as to where, you know, him and Elijah Muhammad, you know, they had a rift and that he sent out the hit on Malcolm. It was his own people like him and Elijah, you know, was bumping heads, you know, when he um, basically suspended him. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and all of that. And, um, you know, he made that comment about JFK and um, the FBI, I think, just saw that opportunity you know, to take the, to bump them off. And then, you know, we can blame their own people. Exactly. And this is, this is what they, they continue to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think, you know, Malcolm, he resonated with with me a little bit more than MLK did. True. Like if I was back in that era, I think I might've been a part of the Black Panthers or some shit. Yo, he'd inspired me to do that type of shit. I watch the throwbacks now and I'd be ready to make a move, bro. Like Malcolm just, he spoke different. Like I get with MLK, but I'm not a lot of, a lot of us ain't reserved at this point. You know, like Malcolm was really with the shits. Word. You know, he really he, he put his chest out there. He spoke well, like, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. I, every time I go back to, you know, Denzel playing, Denzel killed that role. Yeah, I'm going to get to him too. He killed that role. Yeah, so not to fast forward, but um, no, that's good. I like, yeah, MLK and Malcolm for sure. Yeah, I'm for sure. I'm, yeah, Malcolm was definitely, I think, you know, more impactful. You know, I think he was on the way of, you know, like I said, he wanted to separate. He wanted us to have our own. You know, mm-hmm. like we had back in Black Wall Street, you mm-hmm. know, when that was going back in the 20s. You yep. know, and how we rose to prominence, you know, on Black Wall Street, you know, we had our own businesses, you know, we had our own, you know, churches, hospitals, you know, pilots, yep. you know, um, you know, we had everything going on at Black Wall Street. And how, how they how they finish that one? You know how they finish that one. You know, <laughs> once again, mean? they ain't you gonna know, let you have it for too long. They're not gonna let you shine for too long. So that's when it came with the KKK, you know, and they and then the you know the uh the next era you yep. know it started lynching and bombing and found all the way stuff, found the way yeah bombing oh my goodness you know what i'm saying they destroyed the whole black wall street man they had their redemption era you know what i mean so they they tried it they put a halt you know to all of our progress yep. you know every time they think we're making progress you know what i'm saying like the government is going to interject and they're going to shut shit down we absolutely. can't we can't have too much control absolutely I agree. I agree. But yeah, definitely. Those uh, yeah, those two, I would say back from the past, I would say they were my most influential. Uh, the other dude that made my Mount Rushmore was Pac. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, see, now, I like the fact that I didn't see this list yet. I like that one. OK. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of felt I throw Pac in there. Now, I wasn't the biggest Pac fan as a rapper. Right. You know, I was a more of a big fan. You know what I'm saying? Not because of just the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I have a more of affinity uh, for lyrics. Lyrically, when it comes yeah. to rap shit. Yeah. And, you know, Big, you know, it just had the lyrical, the lyrical messages that he delivered. Pac was more emotional. You know what I'm saying? But Pac, for me, was more transcendent because of his proclivity to tackle the social issues, you know, that affected black people and, and plagued the, the inner cities. You know what I mean? He played a bigger role as an activist for us. So that's why he made my Mount Rushmore. You know, and um, this was at a time when gangster rap was at its peak. You yep. know what I'm saying? And I think he took the torch from Public Enemy and N.W.A. And, you know, he transformed. He helped transform the political landscape in hip hop at that time. Absolutely. So that's why I think he was more impactful for me. And he makes my Mount Rushmore list. You know, even though, like I said, I was more of a Biggie fan. I'm, I would rather pop in Biggs 
fucking you know compilation right now than Pac's. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? You want to know why I really like that pick of Pac is because I feel like if you listen to these rappers talk these days, I mean, I just heard Waka on Complex the other day. He sounded very mature and was talking about his business savvy now that he's out of the rap game, you know, and how he's moving with his money now that he's basically moved on and and uh, generated another stream of revenue. Yeah. Right. So I feel like with Pac, if you watch him and listen to him speak, it clearly wasn't just about rap with him. Yeah. Like his mind was somewhere else, man. I, I You got to think of Feeney. Because she yeah. clearly had that boy in some books oh, right. early on. He knew what he was talking about. It wasn't just fluff. Right. And he and he stood on it. You know? Yeah, he spoke it and he lived it. And he lived it. So you got you gotta respect that. He I mean he spoke to judges like about his you talk about with the shits. Listen, I don't know if I ever saw Pac on tape being fake. Nah. Like, man. I mean, when he spoke, it was like, I mean, everybody talked about he's from the East Coast and he kind of played the game now, should drag him over to the West Coast yeah. and all that. That's, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about from a mentality standpoint. Mentality. From how, when he spoke and how confident he was. I mean, that it, a lot of these dudes just move different. They just move different. They're not what they talk about. They're just out here putting words together. Yeah. I think Pop was on a whole nother wave. Like w- with his brain, you oh, know, no, the so, stratosphere, man. Yeah, I mean, so I really, I really like that. I really like that pick. I think music was actually secondary to Pac. That, yeah, that's what I think. I mean, Pac talked about it, but he was also about it. Like yeah. you said, he was with the shits. Yeah. And, um, you know, he definitely, that was more inspiring, you know what I mean, than any other rapper at that time. And he just didn't relegate himself to rap. He opened up other avenues for rappers, you know what I mean, with his acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, even he went to acting school with Jada. You know what I'm saying? So right. he was very actual. Um, he was well-rounded, you know, in, sure. in his messages. And um, I think, you know, his acting career was just about to pop off as well. You know, with all of the, the poetic justice, you know, you know, all of the, all the roles that he had. Yeah. And, I mean, um, Juice. Juice. Classic. You know I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, who yeah. else can you really think that can play that pop role in Juice show? Well, you know, it's funny what, about the about the Juice role was that was supposed to be Tretch. That was supposed to be Tretch. So now that I think back, and if Pac never showed up with Tretch that day during the audition, we would have never known how classic Pac would have done in that role. Just think about that. That's crazy. That that, could have been Tretch. And And I don't think Tretch would have actually lived up to the billing that Pac Hell no. Because we've seen that aspect of Tretch in Jason's lyric. So he kind of played that kind of role already. Right. So I just think Pac, he just elevated it exponentially mm-hmm. to a different level. Think, you know what I'm think about that real quick. That would have been Pac slamming Tretch up against the bodega yes. fits. Like uh, the like, yeah, yeah Quillaz role. So I'm sitting up here like, imagine Pac having a five second role in Juice. Right. Instead of being the main character. Like that, it would have been a whole nother movie. We wouldn't be talking, we wouldn't still be out, hey, yo, Q. Yo, Q. Yeah, we, we wouldn't still, we were yelling at coming from Tretch. No disrespect <laughs> yeah. to Tretch, but that was, that was Pac's role to dominate. That was Pac's role, man. Yeah, so, from, um, from the beginning. Yeah, he definitely he 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 locked in on that, and you know he 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 took it to another level, and that's why he makes my list. You know what I'm saying? He's he's my third uh, pick. Uh, my last pick for the past, um, I had to pick Muhammad Muhammad Ali. Mm. Um, and I, I say that again because of the activism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like not only was he the greatest heavyweight boxer, so now we can just contrast the styles of how we just fucking talked about Wilder. The contrast in styles, Ali as a heavyweight, he could mm-hmm. fucking box. He was he was the best boxing heavyweight ever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He was so light on his feet the way he moved around the ring. But in addition to that, he was so charismatic. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He was a character. 
you know what I'm saying? And he um he definitely he he played that role and uh, he was also an activist, you know, so he spoke for the people and he was also for the people. Yep. Like I said, kind of like how Pac was. And, um, you know, he actually gave up four years of his time. Unbelievable. He didn't want to fight that Vietnam War. Unbelievable. He took a stance, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. his religion, he didn't believe in that. In his prime. In his prime. Yep. And, you know what I'm saying? They they threatened him and said, yo, all right, we're going to throw your black ass in jail. And he said, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I, I stand for some shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that puts the stamp of approval on it for me, because, you know, for you to do that at the height of your career, you know what I'm saying? After becoming a heavyweight champ. And for you to give up and relinquish four years of your prime. It's unheard of. To make a stance like that. I don't. That. Yeah. I mean, what uh, Jordan left for two years, right? To play baseball. Yeah. Jordan left for two years. I mean, he came back and still dominated. But yeah, that's a, I mean, to leave in the prime. See, that's the difference. When you're he was already nice. Yeah. So then to leave. I mean, you could you could be out of shape. Anything could happen. God willing. You know, luckily nothing happened to him physically. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't gain or lose weight. He didn't lose the passion to box. Yep. You know, he still came back and still what people ask as if he didn't leave for three to four years. Yeah. Which is which is crazy. So, yeah, no, shout out to my wow, man. Uh, rest in peace still. Yeah, that, that's a yeah. This guy, R. man. R.I.P., man. Yeah. yeah that, that rumble in the jungle is still I still go back. That thriller Manila, man. Every fights with uh, Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Oh, my God. Look, he was, we was talking. I uh, mentioned Tyson earlier with a chin. Listen, Muhammad could take some. <laughs> Frazier was catching. Frazier was catching the shit out of him. Same bro. left. Yeah, with the left and the uppercut. Uppercut, yeah. yeah. Was, and Frazier would get in close with you because he was smaller. Small, yeah. But, yo, he, he would come in, and he'll get in close range, and he'll just tee off on Ali. Yeah. He, just, he was just absorbing that punishment, yo. I think that's why it led to the Parkinson's, bro. That's true. No, it had to be hits to the head. Had yo, to the blows to the it head. Had to, and it had to be Frazier. I mean, yeah. Foreman, he only fought once, right? Was Foreman, Foreman once? fought once. Once, that's yeah, it. He but he, I mean, he took some hits. He took punishment there, but too. He knew what he was. It was still mental. That was the rope do. That was the rope yeah, exactly. So, so he knew what he was doing there. Frazier, yeah. I just think, was catching Frazier, his ass. Frazier was just catching yeah, his ass. Frazier was just catching yeah, yeah. That was three times? Three times. Oh, my. Bro. That's a lot of hits. That's a lot of hits that's to the head. That's a lot of banging, bro. <laughs> that's a lot of hits to the head. Yeah, for sure. For that, yo, he makes my Mount Rushmore, yo. Um, yeah. He's definitely with the shits. Wow. No. Um, so we segue to the present. The present, I, I, my four, I'm starting with Barack. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to throw Barack in there. Okay. Um, you know, just because, you know, um, piggybacking off the Ali shit, he was like the a most charismatic, cool president that we ever had, you know, in the Oval Office. You know what I mean? Most of them, most of them was just old hag conservatives, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, that continue to reinvent different caste systems, you know, to keep the black man down. That's what every fucking white president does anyway. Yep. So even though Barack, I can't say that he did a whole lot for black people. But the way he represented us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That whole family. Yeah. The Obama family. Yeah. The visual of that whole eight years run was. Yes. And that's what all you're looking for as a as a president. He represented us with class and grace. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As a black man. You know what I mean? And that's that's unprecedented in the White House. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say he might be the best president because the way he represented. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because none of these white presidents did shit for us anyway. None of them. I can't. I couldn't imagine Barack like being in a situation where he couldn't fuck up one time. Yeah. Being the first black president, it's no way they were waiting. Like, imagine how many people were waiting on him to just fuck up one time. Yeah. They set the they set the booby traps in an eight year run. I mean, that's that's look. Yeah. I mean, they they set a lot of booby traps, Mm -hmm. and and, you know they don't want to actually give him credit now. Trump's taking all the credit now. 
for the shit that he's actually putting. Already in. had it. Already had the line though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now he just piggybacking off of yeah. the um the economic growth and mm-hmm. all the jobs now that are you know or the unemployment rate is going down. You know what I'm saying? He's taking credit for that now. But yeah. I think Obama, look what he inherited from Bush. Yep. The fucking disaster. A lot of the economic disaster that yeah. he inherited. Yeah. And, you know, he 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 did a good job of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot of repeals and, you know, the economic progress. We started to see it. Yeah. You know I'm saying I think Barack got to be, you know, commended for that. That was laudable. And, um, you know, we like I said, he didn't do a whole lot for the black people that we would want it. Right. But he represented us to the highest degree. Right. And he didn't fuck us. You see what I'm saying? He didn't he didn't he didn't put us in a spot to where we were looking at him like, okay, now you're putting us down further. Like you said, he may not have done as much as we would have liked, but he didn't hurt us. Yeah. Who who knows how much he actually tried and he blocked. And they blocked him. Right. He's not the final say. He's not the final say. I got to go through the Supreme Court. I got to go through Senate. Got to go. You know what I'm saying? So he had a lot of probably, you know, other things on his agenda. Yes. You know, but they just let through, you know, like the. you know, the, the gay rights and mm-hmm. the more of those things. You mm-hmm. know? So he definitely opened up different avenues. But personally for us, a lot of shit probably got blocked. Yep. And a lot of them and a lot of the reason why Trump, who I just normally call 45, <laughs> a lot of the reason why he's able to get a lot of that stuff signed off on is because they billionaire white men just like him. Yeah. So they, they want to see him succeed. Yeah. They want to see all that stuff pushed through because it's further in their coin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he don't have the same pushback that Barack got. No. Nah. Nah, of course. They're already on his we side. Know what his agenda is, what he's perpetuating. So, you know, Supreme is going to Supreme Court is going to actually, you know, you know, they're going to put that stuff in place, you know, where they they nix Barack's, uh, you know, all of his actual, you know, uh, things that he has set up. They nix that. So but big ups to Barack, yo. He definitely one of my present on the list. Absolutely. Um, The next dude, my guy, you know, <laughs> Hove. Any list, he has to be on the list. I don't care what it is. <laughs> Any list, you know what I'm saying? He has to be on my Mount Rushmore for the present, man. You know what I mean? Because he's the perfect embodiment of the American dream when you think about it. Coming, arising from Marcy Projects, coming out in Brooklyn, you know, to all the way to coming out here in Jersey, moving weight in Trenton. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. whole, you know, had that whole, that trap, that trap era, you know what I'm saying, against the rap. And then he transitioned to rap you know, becoming, you know, his meteoric rise to one of the greatest rappers ever, you know, transcending then to billionaire status in hip hop, becoming a business mogul, you know, getting into, um, you know, sports management, yep. you know, liquor, alcohol, you know, um, and the stuff that he does with criminal justice reform. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that is not spoken about enough. You know, I know that everybody gives him backlash about the, the NFL deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With you know, I understand that. It's understandable, but look at how many moves he's made right. So even if this is not 100% right, let's say it's 80. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know he didn't go into it with ill intention. Right. And it's really that simple. I mean, you're still talking about a billion dollar, a whole separate entity of the NFL. Yeah. So he's tapping into that, them for, you know, maybe financial stuff that he's trying to get through done on the justice in. Yeah, on the justice you know? end. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to use those resources. Use those resources. Mm-hmm. You know, to create reform. And I think it's a good strategy. So right. He had to get in in mm-hmm. order to make an impact. That's correct. And I think that's what he's doing. And he's capitalizing as well. And I don't mm-hmm. mind that. You know, why not capitalize? Oh, it has you to be. It has to be a financial gain. It's got to be a financial gain. Yeah, exactly. He's you putting himself out there. You know, you can't we can't sit up here and praise Kim Kardashian for what she's doing yeah. and not praise Hope. Exactly. You, you know, know they, the same thing. 
It's the same yeah, thing. So talking he, about Khalif Browder, all that. This man, he's oh yeah. And not we don't know how much he's doing behind the scenes. See, I, what I'm noticing is Kim K. She's putting it out there what she's doing. Right. Jay is a lot of a uh, lot of things he's doing behind the scenes, and he's always done behind the scenes. Always. So we can't. Yeah, we can't look at everything that hits the newspaper front page and think that's all that's being accomplished out here. This man yeah. is clearly making moves, and he's always been making moves, and that's why nobody has come out and spoke ill of him in the last thirty freaking years. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely I got a shout out Hov, man. I mean, he definitely got to make my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and definitely a big impact. Um, Denzel is another one on my list. I like um, this list. I like this list. <laughs> I had to throw Denzel in there, man. And I, I, I'm hands down greatest actor of our time. Hands down. No argument here. I mean, yo, he he's definitely has to be looked at, you know, as the greatest ever, you know, because of his array of actual roles that he's played he's Work. he's captivated every different heart every different role that you can even think of you know he's embodied it you know from malcolm x which is you know his most prodigious role um to glory glory you know, even getting that he got the academy award for that right supporting actor which he definitely well he deserved man that that scene that scene still hits me when they whip him man when they yo and he drops him a couple of tears man Word. like Yo, that sh- I felt that shit on a different level, man. And yo, that's the type of actors that you know I, that really I, I hold in higher regard. You know, we got a lot of great ones like Will Smith. You know, uh, Eddie Murphy. You know, we got a lot of great black actors. Even Michael B. on to come up. Um, you know, but mm-hmm. you know Denzel's roles were so prominent, man. You know, from Hurricane, that was another one to to Training Day. You know, to where he got the Oscar. Training Day is a classic. I mean, we not, I, a lot of people talk about Training Day, you know, which is good. But he has so many classic moments in that movie that oh me God. and this man, Quan still laugh about to this day. Hey, yo, lick her license. Look at- <laughs> lick her license. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to give my girl a heart attack. You're going to put the gun put down. The gun down. Girl, a heart attack, yo. Yo, man, he has so many lines that we oh can quote on that shit. And we ain't even get the King Kong. Yo, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. We ain't even get <laughs> shoot program, nigga. We shoot all program, know. nigga. It's too many lines. He was like, you know what? It's, it'll smell like in there that pine oil. That pine oil, son. <laughs> hey, yo, he kills every role, bro. Word. Even to American Gangster. American Gangster, bro. You said American Gangster right before I was about to say Antoine Fisher. Oh, shit. another classic. I'm oh, like, yo, this. Just great acting, man. It's just putting on a performance that you know oh, can't God. be matched. Yo, can't that, be matched. That shit resonates on a different level, yo. If you can do that, if you can if you can capture, you know, my imagination. You know, what I'm saying it's where, like I said, even with Glory, I, I, I put myself in that situation. You know, what I'm saying because I felt it. That right. shit resonated with me, yo. Right. That's what he does, yo. The, the equalizer, just doing that. Equalizer, you know, another goal. Sleeper coming up, a sleeper, yo. And that's one of his most recent roles. At his advanced age, you know what I'm saying, doing all them stunts, yo, he he definitely commands that respect as the greatest actor for me, yo. I don't know how you feel about it, but Denzel's definitely in the top tier. I mean, I you know, you have a bunch, you have a bunch of guys who've done it for a long period of time. You gotta throw your Pacinos, your De Niro's, you know, but as far as black, wow, no. Yeah. That they are, yeah, he's a, he's next level. Yeah, he's just simply next level. I mean, if I really sat down and thought about it, I could probably mention a 
top three. He'd yeah. still be probably at the top. Gotta be. <laughs> like he's <laughs> he'd still be probably at the top. So yeah, I don't even want to disrespect him on trying to override that number one spot because that man has done too much for too long. Yeah. With Mississippi Masala. Mississippi yeah, Masala. So he's he, we can go, yeah, his list is just too long. Yeah, I mean fences. Remember, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Fences. Fences. Yeah, it's just the Book of Eli. The Book of bro. We we just covered three decades of acting in the last three movies right. we just named. We just spanned the Mighty Quinn. Yo, the Mighty Quinn. The devil yep. in the blue dress. Ricochet. Yo, ricochet. Come on, man. Nah, he's number one. He's number one. No, no, he's number one. one. He's number one. Yeah, he's number one, yeah. bro. He's number one. I'm not even a, virtuosity. Yeah, Nothing to argue oh, about. Nothing to argue about. Nope. What was the one where he went? Uh, um. Um, um, Paula Patton. Oh, he went back in time. Oh, he went back in time. Not out of time. That wasn't out of time. Out of time time was another one. Oh man. That's, that escapes my mind. That escaped. Yeah. But that was another one. Paula Patton. Uh, yeah, they went back and that was a good, that was another good movie. That was a good movie, man. Man. Yo, so he had to make my list. That's a great one. I'm sorry. That's a good one. When you have that much of an impact on So what you got? You said pop. You said, uh, no, you said Barack, Barack, Jay, and and Denzel. And Denzel so far? Yeah. Yep. And the the last one I I actually recently switched up. Mm. I actually, I I amended this one last night. You Mm. know what I mean? Because now that I have a little more of affinity for writing, you know what I mean? This dude is definitely inspired. It's Tyler Perry. Mm. So Tyler Perry, he's in, like Hove, he's another American dream story. You know, this is a dude who didn't even graduate high school, got his GED, was homeless for a period of time as well, to becoming the highest paid entertainer in Hollywood at one time. And I don't agree with the whole dressing up as a woman thing, you know, but the shit, the Medea, the Medea thing was entertaining. It was entertainment. You know what I'm saying? It was pure entertainment. Which it was fun. Fall right in line with my 90s TV shows that we're about yeah. to go into. So, yeah, dressing up as a woman seemed to have been. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't agree with that. Right. That part of it. But he definitely used that and he flipped it. Mm-hmm. And now he's opened up his only the only black entertainment studio in Hollywood. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that is huge. A lot of people don't remember. Because it was a little while ago, but the rise came from the Medea plays. The plays. And I loved, I loved yeah, just as I, much. Yeah, I enjoyed the plays. I mom, enjoyed the plays. My mom started putting me on to the plays. Oh, I, I remember Tyler Perry from the plays, yeah. And it was just one big stage, and they had the upstairs. And they would, and he, I mean, he was funny. Mm-hmm. You knew he was talented. He clicked. You know who he reminded me of? And I'm not sure if she was on your list. Yeah. But Issa Rae. Oh, yeah. Because Issa, Issa Rae started in the God same damn. kind of breath. Make me change my future. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about talent. She she knew what she was doing years ago. It was just a matter of when we gonna catch on. Yeah. When were the when was the masses gonna catch on to that type of hidden talent? Yeah. Tyler was just on stage with his talent. Tyler was just on stage. But you know, Issa so yeah. Ray is another actual um you know person that you mentioned that's inspired me as far as writing. She got me in oh writing my goodness. as well. Oh my you goodness. You know what I mean? With insecure. You know what I'm saying? She just she's a starting out. You yeah, no, you know, this is the inception for her. Correct. So I'm I'm really excited to see what she got to bring in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she even the photograph joint. I know. You yes, I did out, check it right? out. Yeah, really good. Yep. Yeah, that was that had like a little Love Jones feel to it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. not on the same love. I mean, on the vibe as Love yeah. Jones, but the way how it's depicted. You know, Issa Rae. Issa Rae is like the perfect definition of like a hidden gem. A hidden gem. She yeah. was a hidden gem, and then all of a sudden, boom! She got a chance. And took off with it, right? And now she got what four seasons? She got what, in, immature. I think this is season four or three. Insecure. 
Yeah, Insecure, I believe she's on a season. It could be three or four, but... It might be the third or fourth. Yeah, yeah it's definitely, definitely, definitely three. I mean, it might be four. It could, they've taken, like, little breaks because she's doing so many other things now, producing so many other things. Right. She's got two movies coming out, like, this year. So she's definitely been working. So, yeah, salute to her and definitely salute to Tyler Perry. Yeah, Oh, man. my goodness. Yeah, they, they definitely... Super talented. They're super talented, and I'm glad they're giving us the vision. And now it's our own. And this has to be mentioned with Tyler Perry... Because even before he built his own studio, he was filming his own scenes from inside of his own houses yeah. to save on that money. Right. You know, and you could tell because of how they panned in certain rooms and stuff like that. Right. And he would just maneuver. Think about the cost savings. He knew how to flip that. Yeah. And just keep everything. He got the, he had the insight on cost savings and how it could still be effective to the public and what he was giving out. Yeah. So, man, I have nothing but praise for Tyler Perry. Yeah. That's why he had to make my list, man. So he... He definitely closes out my list for the present. So we can segue into the future. And I'm still fucking mad you missing Issa Rae. <laughs> I didn't fucking put her on his list. But another woman that I put did put on is Beyonce. You know what I mean? And Got to. You might classify her more in the present, but I say she's more for the future, you know, in my estimation. And, um, you know, she makes my list. She's Even though she's already done so much, I put her in the future category is because I think her best is yet to come. Mm. As far as making an impact and how far she going to bring the culture. OK. Yo, because she has such a fucking following bro, mm. with the beehive. Absolutely. Yo, I've never seen people obsess over a celebrity as much since Michael Jackson. Yo. I could agree with that. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I mean, if you say something, utter anything bad about Beyonce, the beehive is fucking swarming. They coming. <laughs> they coming within seconds. Within seconds. You better turn your comment section off. Yeah. That's what you better do. Right. Or sure. delete your page or something. Delete shit, the whole yo. page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, because, yo, she, that's and that's significant power. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to do something more prodigious with her power and talent yeah. in the years to come. You can see that. I can see that. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think she's got something big on the agenda because she's a perfectionist. She got the Mamba mentality, like Kobe. She do. Yeah, she's a perfectionist. She yeah, has she failed really in anything? I mean, she reached out. I mean, acting obviously. Look, she's not. I mean, she's not top tier. Yeah. I mean, she's not Viola Davis, and like, but she is so talented mm-hmm. that you can't even fault her for t- taking a swing at acting. Like, right. She's already dominated the music industry. Yeah. So now you're right. What What is next? Where is she gonna dominate? In what field? But yeah, she's. I mean, come on. She's, yeah. I mean, she's she's been successful in every mm-hmm. every stage of her career so far. Yeah, and she she started you know early in her career in yeah. her teens, you know, with Destiny's Child, you right, know, all the way up to her solo career, you know, into acting, you know, everything she's touching right now, you know, and even now with the Ivy Park the Ivy Park thing, um, with her her clothing line. There you go, that. tapping into apparel the even power. more, which she had the House of Darion earlier. She had the House of Darion, but I think yeah. this one is a little more polished. I think this would definitely yeah. be you know, do bigger numbers. Yeah. So I, I don't know how far she's going to take it, but I think good I point. had to put her on the future list because of her power and, and you know, that she commands and the influence that she has. She's going to, she's going to transcend some things. Good point. Um, The next on the list I had was uh, LeBron. Mm. So he's another one that's accomplished like Beyonce already. He's already established and accomplished, mm-hmm. but I've more put him in the future category as well, because with this thing, he's more than an athlete and that's his brand. And I think he's going to be doing so much more once he retires, you know, when he's able to concentrate on us as the culture, because he already, you know, building the the I promise school. What he's doing, man. And you know what I'm saying? And the philanthropy work that he does, you know, you know, he's he's pushing forward 
you know, he's investing and he's investing in education for the people. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's and, he, important. and he has the resources to do so. He's got the resources. He's got all of them at this point. Mm-hmm. So while we was laughing at him because we was like, oh, he coming to the Lakers. Oh, man, he must be about to be done with basketball. He's yeah. going to move into the movies, <laughs> the movies production. Bro, right. He's building schools. He's building schools. He's building schools. Like he's putting parents through, like parents in um, <laughs> like homes and things like that out there in Ohio. Yeah. So, you can, I mean, we and we still don't know all that he's doing. Simple, you know, sim, uh, similar of, to Jay. We a lot know. of the behind the scenes. Behind work, the scenes. You know, the, philanthropy, uh, the philanthropy. That yes. He's doing that. That's not getting any notoriety. Yes. You know, he's doing a whole lot behind the scenes. And you know what's funny about LeBron? I, he's one of those guys that I don't even mind that he's charging $200 for his shoes. Yeah. Because look at what he's doing on the other end. Right. Look at look at the flip side of what he's doing. When you like other athletes, they're not even thinking about putting kids through school and nah. the, the 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 term like the way in which they're living on a day to day basis. How can I improve that? No, Braun is you for know? the people, yo. And I, mm-hmm. I can think even after you know uh, his career is done, I think he'll definitely own the team. Yes, and, I can um, see that. He can even have a future in politics because Braun is for the people. Yep. As like MJ, even though I consider MJ a better athlete, a better player, mm-hmm. I don't think he was for the people like Bron. No, you know what I'm saying like, or he hasn't at least showed us that we haven't seen any us. of it really. You know Outside of shoes, I can't think of really. I mean, he had a couple Hanes commercials, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think he right. owned Hanes though. Like he didn't yeah. like the way he owned the Jordan brand, but a bunch of endorsements. You yeah, know what I'm saying, but his impact is not for the people like Bron's impact is. Yeah, he's the greatest ever. In my estimation, he's definitely the greatest, you know, basketball player ever, you know, but, you know, I just don't think, you know, on the level socially, you know, he never tackled any kind of social issues that LeBron actually addresses. And Bron's just been criticized and dissected so much and scrutinized more than any athlete ever, in my estimation. Absolutely. And uh, I think now he's just impervious to it. You know, he just takes it in stride. And I think that would actually help him later in his career mm-hmm. when he gets into more of the business side of things. Yeah. You know, and it makes him more savvy. And we have to mention also the team he has around him. I don't think they'll let him fail. Yeah, I really don't. Because, number one, these are his boys that he's known. So it's way beyond just business. It's a friendship. It's a partnership. They have a relationship there prior to the millions of dollars yep. that this man now has at his beck and call at any point he wants to tap into his resources. So, yeah, no, I think he um, definitely belongs on this list Yeah, and he's, he's has to be highly respected. He's got all of the, his people in the right positions. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's cornering a certain market, whether it's sports or business or, you know, socially, whatever the case is, he got his team together. And, you know, I commend, I commend him for that alone. Let's think about real quick, and I wasn't even going to bring up Mike Vick, but let's think about the importance of the people you have around you. Yeah. Right. So Bron brings these people, brings his boys with him that he's known half his life. Right. Knew that certain uh, certain um, certain pieces of the of the intellectual scale that they can master to make sure they're moving him forward. Yeah. So I'm thinking from a money standpoint, think about how much money they're responsible for. Mm-hmm. Now, compare that with the guys that Mike Vick had around him when he hit 100 million. Yeah. They brought him down. He kept the same niggas that was with him in the hood. He, I mean, that's what that's that's the dichotomy of their that situation. Bron put smart people around him. Yes. And he put the right people to he knew the right people mm-hmm. to invest in. Mm-hmm. That's where Mike Vick, he got that hundred million. He was like, Oh shit, 
I'm just bringing all my niggas with me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We're going to continue to do the fuck the shit we used to do. And the thing about it is it's crazy because I'm thinking like, yo, you would think, okay, this man pretty much saved my life. Yeah. I, I like if I'm if I'm Mike Mike Vick's boys, I'm thinking I'm gonna protect him at all costs. Word. He has so much money invested into me, literally. Like I don't have to do a thing. I'm he's literally taking care of me and 15 other niggas in this house right. that he just bought just so he could just have y'all out there with him, just so right. he could have somewhere to go home, fly home real quick right. on them off days. Yeah. And this is what y'all like. <laughs> just think of the impact he could have made for his hood, which gonna transition me to the next dude on my Mount Rushmore, which was Nipsey. Perfect. And, Perfect you know, segue. I, I know I kind of cheated because he's actually the past, but for me, he's more the future. I, I'm putting him up there because where he was going, and just like the Michael Vick situation, you know how you how you're going to improve, you know, the quality of your surroundings, where you came from, and Nipsey, you know, where he grew up, you know, in the streets, you know what I'm saying, and how he grew up, and he maneuvered his way to the rap game, and edified himself. And, you know, became a businessman and an activist. And he was trying to make that impact at the grassroots level in his hood. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With creating job opportunities and unifying his hood. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the government is most afraid of. Absolutely. When you make an impact like that, that's significant. At the grassroots level, you can change a lot in the inner city. Mm -hmm. And that that has a lasting effect. And that's what they don't want. Absolutely. And yeah. And this is why I love the Internet, because if you go back and research some of the old Nipsey clips, he's been talking about this for years. I mean, talking about at least two decades. I mean, he's been talking about the money aspect. Make sure you understand your business side. It's not just about getting that upfront money. You know, it's about making sure you in it for the long game. And he's been talking that, I mean, for so long. And I think the fact that he actually reached that point. While he was here, still on Earth, God bless him, and I yeah. hope that the marathon definitely continues, and yeah. that he continues, and the money is being put in the right buckets. Let's say, so to speak, and somebody's hopefully he had the right people, you know, behind him mm-hmm. to where that money is not being blown somewhere. Obviously, Lauren, hopefully her name is on top of it all, and she's yeah. she can carry the carry the torch, and she can carry the torch definitely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah man, yeah, that's another think, good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I had to pick him. Another good pick. He was on the way to making severe changes, like I said, at the grassroots level in the hood, right? Communities, and you know, the government. You know, I think they were may have been involved in his his death. And that's a whole nother topic too. The 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 hood politics when they combine. When they combine, man. So I think you know that that might have had something to do with his untimely death and. You know, it's unfortunate because he that brother I was particularly proud of, man. And, you know, he was just starting out with the music, too. I was just getting into his music. And, um, you know, he had a lot more to accomplish. Yeah. So, yeah, these brothers are taking from us way too, too early. Just dropped a classic album. Yeah. Just man. got an award. Like, they're now getting uh, they're showing gratification for the work he's put in. I mean, the man put out a hundred dollar CD, yeah. you know, so yeah. he clearly knew his value. Right. So you got to respect him. Gotta respect another him. another good pick. I like Nipsey. Yeah, good pick. And the last, just thinking on brothers that was taken away way too soon. This one was just a tragic accident, of course, you know. But Kobe, um, I gotta put him and recognize him. He's he's the last on my Mount Rushmore. Perfect way to end it. Yeah, I think for the future, you know, he was on his way to really cultivating a lot of big change. Um, you know, he was doing a lot of philanthropic work, you know, in the streets as well, um, out in Los Angeles. 
And, um, you know, I got to put him in the future category along with Bron and Beyonce and Alexa. And, you know, because Kobe, man, I, I think he was on his way to being an owner as well. I think him and Bron would have probably been battling. You know what I'm saying? They took it from the court all the way to the ownership box. That's and correct. I think that's where they was headed with it because Kobe already had a mass. What? His fortune was like, what, 600 million? I think I heard 600 million. Yeah, he was up there with Magic. Magic, I think, was with the, you know, with the movie theaters and stuff. Magic had it around six, seven, seven hundred million. Yeah. And Kobe was already there. So, yeah, yeah him and I'm thinking it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking if him and LeBron didn't own one separately, they might team up, they might, might bring their resources together and yeah. make sure that they was at the top uh, to where it would be them and Jordan. So imagine that. Yeah. Like they would have just united, you know, together mm-hmm. you know, after their after their careers were over. I think they would have made a, a, a much bigger impact. Than even they did on the court, man. When they combined their resources together, right? You know, both of them brothers would have been in the billions. You know, easy. If we if we if we actually um, forecasting down the line, yeah. You know, if you give it another five to ten years, they they gonna be. LeBron will years. be there. I think LeBron literally just wants to do one season with Bronny. Yeah. Um, and I think he's gonna hang it up. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he just wants that one year, that one eighty-two game, and hopefully playoff moment. Yeah. That he could share with his son and he's gonna tap out after that and then they're gonna hand it over to Bronny. Yeah. I that's I just feel like that's that's definitely gonna happen. I see how that, that that's gonna end that way. And I think that's a fitting end. And mm-hmm. um, you know, he'll he'll venture off into, you know, his other um the aspects of his life. And um yeah, I'm just I'm just uh still torn over the Kobe situation. I'm I still can't believe it. Because even when they even mention it when it on the talk shows and you know, I'm looking at ESPN, they say the late Great Kobe Bryant. It don't even sound right. Bro. It's not. It's. St- I, I just made a post last night. It's still not real to me. Still not registered. It's still. I still haven't grasped. It. And then I'm watching more and more video of just him and Gigi, yeah. and the and and Vanessa yeah, and the, the, uh, the memorial. I saw a little bit of the memorial. I. You know what? To be honest with you, uh, keep it one hundred. I didn't really want to go back. Oh yeah. It's so emotional. I. It, it is really emotional. And then I. I would have had to have watched MJ up there breaking oh, no. down. Oh MJ. Hands down, his best speech ever. Yeah, see, I mean, I've heard MJ speak a million times, mm-hmm. and this was straight from the heart. You could feel it, right? You know, his emotion, you know, that basically just came out of him, poured out of him. You know, Kobe was actually his little brother. We didn't really get a lot of, you know, insight to their relationship, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, MJ basically spilled it. You know, he basically said how Kobe was like his little brother, right? He talked all the time, and um, you know, I think. All everybody's speech was great. You know, Vanessa, I got it. Vanessa, I incredible. don't know how the incredible strength and restraint that she showed to stand up there mm-hmm. and, you know, go through her speech like that at this <laughs> at this junction. You know, yeah, that's you got to commend her for that, man. She stood up in front of the Staples Center with so much poise and it immediately took me back to when my grandmother passed. And we in a we in a church and I couldn't get three lines out of my mouth before I was breaking down. Like so to to gather, I mean, to lose your other half and then your child in the same moment and to stand up there, I mean, and be that composed. I I, I mean, come on. Like and that that is to speak of the women's strength. strength. That we can't tap into. Yeah. We just can't tap into that. I mean, I God forbid I ever have to go through that type of situation. But it's no I already know. I'm not even yeah. gonna act front. I don't I don't know. I, I don't know how she did that. Nah. It's nah. really hard to to gather how she was able to to be so eloquent 
and to stand in front. I mean, she's in front of the Staples Center, in the middle of the Staples Center. Just yeah. think of how many people have even actually grabbed the microphone and stood in front of an arena and yeah. had to speak, let alone her in that moment having to, oh my goodness, say and goodbye also, another, uh, another time. I respect the action she's taking as well with suing this, um, the helicopter company. Yes. You know, for the wrongful death. Yes. You know, because there were no conditions to fly at that time. So, mm -hmm. and, and the, the pilot, you know, this is your guy. So you got to take responsibility. The negligence that you displayed, you know, I, you, you got to go ahead and take action on that. So I'm glad she's doing that. Dude, yeah. That, that fucking company might end up going bankrupt. I think they're done. I think they're done. I think they're done. Yeah. You see, so you have to be held responsible for that type yeah. of uh, now you're tragedy. About the future fortune that Kobe would have amassed. So that's what she's actually projecting. Correct. And that's the amount that she wants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that honestly, I believe that side of it is just getting started. Yeah. I think that the, the Litig the lit litigation. litigation. Yeah, I think that that is um, that's going to get so messy yeah, that's because that's just one. I mean, the Bryan family, you got about two, three other families that are yeah. probably going to chime and in. That's going to get drawn out in court. And then you got to think about his parents. His parents going to want something. You know what I mean? And it's you true. know how he had an estranged relationship with his parents that's as true. well because they didn't even speak at nope. the memorial. They didn't really um, highlight his parents at the memorial because right. of the relationship. But this, I can see this thing getting ugly. If Vanessa, you know, she's following through with this lawsuit. Yeah. His parents probably don't want a piece of that as well. Yeah. So that I don't even want to think about that portion of it. I know. <laughs> we could leave it at that. Yes. No, that's that, a that, the best of the thing. Absolutely. Prayers to everyone involved for sure. Yeah, um definitely. and I can't think of a bet that is, yeah, to end on that note, because um we're gonna lighten it up a little bit more because of the list. I thought that I said, okay, Quan, you handled this side of it during Black History Month. And then I wanted to tap into a lighter side of stuff that I know we all enjoyed as black folk. And that was 90s sitcoms. Hmm. So I said to myself, sure. let's put together our black Mount, our black Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of top. Hopefully we can get to a four, a top four of black TV shows in the 90s. Now, it might not sound that difficult, but when I put this down. I saw some names here yeah. that we're probably going to turn into an argument. Yeah. Quick, fast. If you're talking about making a Mount Rushmore, that's four, four sitcoms. Four sitcoms out of I got ten solid ones that can be mentioned. All right, let's let's just get it out of the way right now. Let's mention the obvious. The obvious. I, I, I don't think we should even be able to debate. <laughs> all right. All right, Mark. Once we get them out there, then I we can go with slot them. Okay. All right. You see what I'm saying? Then we can go. All right, let's get let's try to get to the four, and then we'll slot. Okay. Right, Martin. You already know. Yeah. Like you said, you are Martin's in there. Martin, look for the '90s. You know what Martin did. You know what I'm saying? Like honestly, I'm still mad to this day that they had the issues that they had. They couldn't work it out. Mm -hmm. Continue it because who long? Who knows how long that sitcom could have ran? I mean that. <laughs> That that just transcended, you know, racial lines, yo. Yeah. White people even fucking come to me and talk about Martin. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't even matter, yo. They know episodes like we do because they still fucking play it, you know, on BET and MTV everywhere. Yo. Yeah, and it's funny because I always say Martin ended once he got the goatee. <laughs> yeah. When he grew the goatee and he started looking a little more smoked out. Yeah, it was over. Once they had to start uh, filming separate, the separate scenes. Separate yeah, scenes. they went. I think the Love Boat episode Love was Boat, one yeah, of them. Yeah, it was just so bad. And I'm like, man, he can't go out like this. Not Martin. It just wasn't the same vibe anymore. No, you know what I mean, and but it showed. It, but then it did go to show the chemistry of him and Gina, how did. strong that was. Yeah, because they shot a bunch of scenes without each other, but you always knew they would come back. They would come back. 
and then the fact that we we knew as a public, all right, something, something's off here. Yeah. You know, something's off here. They filming on the phone, yeah. shooting separate and the dinner, word was already split out screen. It was already so yes. They had a little dissension, you know, something that happened. And then we started seeing the episodes and we're like, all right, yeah, this shit definitely ain't right. Yes. So the fact that that immediately goes in the top four after maybe three to four solid seasons of yeah. laughter. Even shows. They, recognized it. they mentioned it on social media. Mm-hmm. They said how they wish they would have kept it going. Absolutely. They got through their differences. Absolutely. Because they got nothing but love for each other right now. Yep. Okay. So we definitely got Martin in there. Martin's up there. So next, I thought to myself, a different world. Woo. Yes. That is definitely would have made my list. Okay. Yeah. yeah so. That, you know what I mean? Just from a historical perspective, from the black college perspective. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that resonated, you know, a lot more with me as well. And just who they had in there, you know, from um, Jasmine Guy to Kadeem Hardison, mm-hmm. you know, Akree Summers. You know, yeah. That was just a great cast. You know, everybody played their roles perfectly. Talented Akree Summers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whitley. Ja- yeah. No, no. I, I totally agree. Kim. Kim. Kim yes. was another one. Kim, Kim was another one. Ron, Ron, you got, yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. Her and that smile was gorgeous. Smile um, was gorgeous. You got uh, Mr. Gaines. Mr. Gaines. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Gaines, Sinbad. I mean, it was it was great. What a Girl. cast. The Colonel, what a cast. Yeah, Glenn Thurman, what a, cla- what a, ca- a class of talented black people. Yeah. Just It was just all black all and the that time. That was like right after the Cosby show. You That's talking, transition. I think the only one not black off the top of my head was Marissa Tomei. Marissa. Yeah. Right? Marissa early Tomei. on? Yeah, she was in the early episodes. She was in the early episodes. Yeah, Marissa yep. Tomei. Wow, and you saw how her career yep. went out. She was I, uh, turned into a very successful actress. Yeah. So, uh, that, that, yeah. Yeah, your different world. I'm, I'm definitely You're keeping there? Show. Okay, I'm, so I'm I think we're on, I think we on board. <laughs> Actually, I could have slotted this one before I even mentioned a different world of how I listed it, but in living color. Oh, yeah. We don't even have to. I mean, that's right there with Martin. That's right there with Martin. We don't even have to Did talk about it. Did you miss me? <laughs> Did you miss me? Yo, you got Mr. McAfee. You got Jim Carrey. You got, well, I'm not going to mention J-Lo before I mention yeah, <laughs> Tommy right. Davidson, Jamie Foxx. Hey, David, oh my goodness. Yo, the Wayans, David, um, the All Wayans. the Wayans. <laughs> Kim, Kim. Uh, Kim. Uh, Miss Bonita. Miss like, Bonita. You, ain't, like you, you ain't heard it from me. You ain't heard that from me. No, no you yeah. haven't. <laughs> Oh man! They got a lot of classic lines. Oh, too Jamie many classics. Fox, Wanda. Wanda alone puts in living color. Matter of fact, they are, they might be above Martin. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, Fire Marshal Bill. Oh, bro. Fire Marshal. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. <laughs> yo. Hey, yo, that's why Jim Carrey's with the shits to this day, yo. Because with, in living color basically started his shit. Mm-hmm. I mean? Catapulted him. Catapulted yeah. Him, yeah, he was. It was. It was no turning back. Basically, you couldn't deny the talent of Jim Carrey oh, after In Living Color. And for shout out to Keenan Ivory Wayans, man. Uh, How do you let locate all this talent, all that talent and bring it together with the perfect script? Just knew which bodies to put in certain positions yeah. to excel, like That's, just to excel. I mean, you got Rosie Perez. Yes, everybody fulfilled their roles, you know, to the T. You know, Damon Wayans with the with the with the the jail. Yeah, homie the clown. Homie the clown. Oh, yeah. Transcended stuff, man. So in living color, they might have to make it. They well, they're definitely going to keep them on the list right now. Oh, they're on the list. They're They're on the list. I got I got a list. Yeah. Well, well, let's go. Hold on. Let's see here. Let's see. Nobody's been cut yet. Nobody's been cut yet. All right. So now here's where it gets good. 
Okay. I got a I got a three slot here where we might turn into an argument. All right. Next up, Fresh Prince. All right. This is uh, yeah. I was thinking that anyway. So yeah. So we had three names now so far. So we we had we're at three right, and we're yeah. saying Fresh Prince is slotted in that top four in still. That top four. So we yeah. we have we have three of the four right now sitting on Mount Rushmore. All we right. don't know the, the order yet, but. Yeah, Fresh Prince has definitely got to be mentioned up there in the top. You know, just that scene that's still being played. Oh, my goodness. With Will Smith and um, and James Avery, man. Yo, that was such an emotional scene that just touches you. Is it top five all time, maybe? Yeah. Got to be. Got to be top five scenes all time? Top five scenes all time that you can just feel. You know what I'm saying? You you felt it. You know, Will Smith, that's why, you know, he's, you know, got to be one of the top actors. You know, like I said, with him and Denzel. Absolutely. Because his versatility, man. You got in front of a live studio audience to tap into that raw emotion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Is that Ben Vereen? Played his pops? Yeah, yeah, man. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. That's that's next level stuff. And from the black community, unfortunately, I hate to say, how many of us was tapping right into that emotion with Will when he just said, how come he don't want me, man? Like that one line. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like you, you can feel that even when you see fifteen to twenty second clips of it mm-hmm. now, today in twenty twenty. Yep. So to that was the moment where you knew Will Smith was about to be. Oh, he's out of here. He yeah, he's out of here. That scene took him somewhere else. But yes. Yeah. The show by itself was definitely it got to be in the top five, I would say, because mm-hmm. you know you got people like Carlton. You know what I'm still, saying? Still, yeah. Still do that fucking Carlton, Carlton dance. dance. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He played his role perfectly. Yep. And uh, Hillary, Karen Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yo, she played that little dumb blonde, even though she wasn't a white girl. Right. But she still played that kind of role. Played her role perfect. Yeah, Ashley. Girl. Yes. Then you yeah. Got, it's um. Yeah. No. It was. It was great. Tatiana Ali. Yeah. Perfect role. Yeah. So even the, I like the, the dark skin. I was about to say yeah. the two Vivians. You know we could debate. <laughs> the dark skin and the one. I'm, I'm with the shits. Yeah, I'm with the shits with her too as well. She gave yeah. him the attitude. The attitude. She she was right for the role. Now her they made up. They may have butt heads. Her and Will or whatever's coming out. I'm not sure yeah. how much of that is accurate. But she gave the. I think she gave the role. She gave it some yeah. kick. She gave it some. Kick. She gave it some. Her and James Avery. Strong, I thought vibed a little. Black woman kick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying with the attitude. That's right. And she was a dancer. So she gave it yeah. that aspect as well. I think the light skinned Viv pretty much was just there as a little older head eye candy. Yeah. You know, no disrespect there. to her, but yeah. She was, I, yeah, she was just throwing in the cash just so they can get through it. Get through yeah. the rest of the seasons, yeah, That's for sure. So yeah. All right. Man, all right, so hold on. So now we're getting somewhere. All right, so now <laughs> I'm glad this is going the way it is because here we go. So we got Martin, we got in Living Color, mm-hmm. and we got Fresh Prince. Okay. Next up. Jamie Foxx, the Jamie Foxx show. Oh, a different world, right? How many? What did I get? What did I say? So we got four, right? This is our fourth one. So we got. Hold on. So we got Fresh Prince, Martin. A different world. A different world. And in Living Color. Oh, my God. All right. So now we're about to argue. (laughs) This is what I wanted, actually. This is what I wanted. So here we go. Jamie Foxx. Let's begin with the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, because I got that's some names. Here. Personal, that's one of my personal favorites. Okay, Jamie Fox. You know that might not be the consensus pick when you 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 would actually survey everybody. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, if this is with the shits edition, mm-hmm. Jamie Fox is up there for me, yo, because I get his his actual perfect humor. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was just the way that it it it, it caught me. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's role was perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, going from um. 
from Braxton to Fancy. Mm-hmm. You know, him always trying to get with Fancy. You know what I'm saying? The jokes that he had mm-hmm. with Braxton that he used to do back and forth, <laughs> the Braxteer. <laughs> um, he played his role, his little geek role, perfectly. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody did. And I mean, I'm I'm, I'm kind of upset it didn't have a longer run. Word. But, son, I'm about to ask you a question that I'm pretty sure you've never gotten asked to you before. Okay. And I literally just thought about it as you said how much you was with the shits and you, this is personally one of your favorites, right? Yeah. Who's more talented, Jamie Foxx or Martin? Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, nigga. Yo, this shit, this is not a part of the fucking segment. <laughs> You trying to throw curveballs, man. Hey, look, I'm, I thought I'm not the Astros, nigga. I don't know yeah. what's coming. <laughs> I don't know what's coming. <laughs> Yo, I need to know what's coming, bro. You can't oh, put me on the spot like this, Let me tell you why I say that, though. Because no disrespect to Martin, and I get that he could put on a dress, but Jamie was talented. Jamie is Jamie. talented to this day. Jamie is still talented. Oh, Jamie got a classic album. Jamie got a classic music album. I still play that unpredictable album. That unpredictable album is undeniable. He's doing movies. Martin obviously got his bad boy run. He got his uh he got his other yeah. set of run. So Martin, I mean, look, we it, we it could I mean great, it could be a tie. I'm just saying Jamie Foxx also got an Oscar. He got an Oscar. Yeah, I, I got his I, I think I gotta give it to Jamie, yo. I mean from a from a from a uh what's an accolade standpoint. Yeah, man. This man has I mean he's tapped into three different areas of entertainment. Yeah, which acting, is crazy. Music, yeah, I mean TVs and movies, which TVs I kind of merged it together. But yeah, yeah sitcoms, to movies, to yep, yo, to, to music, yo, yeah, he's yeah. He's I, I, but as far as the shows, I we totally on the same page oh, yeah. as far as the shows. Oh yeah, yeah. but from an individual standpoint, yeah, yeah I, he's, Jamie, he's, man, he's more talented, yo. Look, yeah, he's still say from any given Sunday. Yo. Oh That's my goodness, Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Yeah, he, when he mimicked him. Yes. Like you can just do that type of shit on the spot. He can do impressions. Like, yes. Like oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, it's Jamie. It's Jamie. It's Jamie. It's, it's, it's Jamie. Yeah, it's Jamie. No disrespect to Martin, obviously. No, no salute, not. salute Martin. No, yeah, but from a wow, that man. Yeah. Okay. So, so we got okay. So Jamie is still outside of the five. He's outside of the four, right? All right. So now we got two more that I think could be argued All right. from the from impact standpoint. Wayne's brothers. Another one of my personal wishes. I know how much we both loved Wayne's yeah. Brothers. Yeah. So we got Pop. We got Marlon. We got Sean. Yeah, man. I mean, those were the main three pieces right. of a show that lasted several seasons. Several seasons. Too. So, I mean, you talk about laughter. You talk about Marlon and his <laughs> acrobatic self. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the things he was able that to do with his body. Break out <laughs>
So yeah, so they at six, right? Yeah. So now here's where I'm going with it. If they're at six, Jamie's at five, and our top four consists of Fresh Prince, Martin, A Different World, and In Living Color, right? Yeah. Where do we put Family Matters? I was going to say Family Matters, <laughs> but I was going to say, uh, you didn't bring it up. That was where, my mind. where do we put Family Matters then? Because yeah. we don't have to mention The Cosby Show. That's the bonus, because yeah. that started in the 80s. That's, in the 80s. That's in the 80s, so we can, boom, we can leapfrog right over that. Yeah. But now I'm sitting on three dominant, I mean, outstanding sitcoms. Yeah. That all can all can have a say. I mean, to be honest with you, I got some here the where they were just flat out honorable mentions as soon as I put them down. Right. You got uh you got Living Single. Living Single. Which is Oh, I missed one, but that's good because it didn't last there. It wasn't in the 90s. Um, girlfriends, thank God. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that yeah. would have been right that's in there. Too. Yeah, that's 2000. So that's good. I didn't even put them down. Right. But you got, was Sister Sister in the 90s? Sister Sister, I believe. They had to be. Was. Right, T and Tamara? I think they were late 90s, maybe. Yeah, they was in the 90s, I believe. Okay. And then I also mentioned, honorable mention was Rock. Okay. Rock was another good one, yeah, but obviously it's not on the same tier the same as what we were talking about. Yeah. However, we still got Family Matters, we still got Jamie Foxx, and we still got the Wayans Brothers all sitting outside of the top four. Those are some strong names to be sitting outside of the top four. If I if I gotta extract one out of it, it's gotta be Jamie Foxx for me, man. Okay. I think I just me personally. Right. You know, my kind of humor. Yes. You know what I mean, Jamie was just, you know what I mean? I, I just I, I connected with him more. I liked his sitcoms more yes. than the other ones. But yo, those other ones are classics, like Urkel. Yo, what the fuck? Yo, you can't mention the nineties without Earth. This is tough. Like this is so tough that I knew it had to be part of our episode. Like, because I don't know how we treat. All right, so let's just say, so we got our top four, right? Yeah. So let's just let's just let's just fast forward a little bit. So we can remove Family Matters. We can remove yeah. Wayne's brothers. Yeah. And we can regretfully remove Jamie Foxx. Right. All right. I got you. So now let's start from four. Our number four. I'm gonna say. I would put a different world at four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because they're, I mean, the sitcoms is different levels to it. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm just talking about street, you know, laugh out loud, yeah. rolling on the floor type funny. Right. Because they covered the all, they they, yeah, they covered, more, yeah. You know, they brought a different type. It was of humor, but it was more balanced. It was balanced. It was balanced. It was yeah. political. Right. It was, uh, they had the rape episode yeah. where they had the domestic violence episode. Regina was getting beat on the wedding, the wedding for the sure. Wedding. They, oh my goodness, Dwayne down the aisle, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more eclectic. I like that. I like that actually. So four, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Three, I'm going Fresh Prince. Yep, that's exactly why I was slotted. Okay, I was, I was hoping he would say that. So okay, argue. yeah, no, I don't think. Okay, so good. We're not arguing there. I think Fresh Prince. Obviously, the run it's had, the amount of impact it's had. Yeah. Uh, they definitely belong on the Mount Rushmore, and I would slot them at number three. Yeah. So now we're down to Martin and in Living Color. From a, it's almost like you don't want to disrespect Keenan, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but man, this is tough. But I think they came at the right time around our age group because that was when we were younger as well. Yeah. And I think that that kind of impacted us differently when we were younger and living color was perfect for that time right when we got older martin was our perfect type of comedy yes so i just yes. think martin yeah I, I, for me I, 
I got to go Martin number one, yo. Yo, I had a feeling you was going to go with Martin. So I sat up all night and I was like, yo, okay, how can I make an argument for In Living Color taking that top spot? <laughs> so here's what I came up with. Let me hear it, bro. It better be good. All right. So how many careers has the Wayans, Wayans brothers, Keenan in particular, generated with the In Living Color show versus Martin and what he was able to generate just for himself versus the cast of In Living Color? So, okay. Martin dominated us with eight different characters. In Living Color, on the other hand, they gave us a multitude of different characters that all went on to have solo careers mm. and some even merging together with, you got your Tommy Davidson and Jamie Foxx with Booty Call. Booty Call, You got yeah. your David Allen Grizz and Boomerang and, and things like that. So I'm Yeah, figuring, oh, Boomerang for sure, yo. I mean, yeah. that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they definitely, you know, that... <laughs> that yeah, Jim Carrey at twenty million a that movie. In, that in Love and Color tree, definitely the, tr the, tree. Uh, the tree. Yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I can, yeah. I, that's a good. That's a good argument, bro. I, I didn't even think about that. When you compartmentalize it, it makes sense now. I mean, they had a lot of good careers, a lot of great careers, a lot of a lot of a lot of good things came out of Living Color. You know, even the Fly Girls and J Lo. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So many. And Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. Yo, yo. I didn't think about that. That's that's a good side, but I can't do it, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have to get your own. Well, that's your house party. You gotta get your own. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it, bro. Martin just had Martin was the machine, yo. He was the engine that that made the whole show. He did all of his characters from from Shanene to to Roscoe Word. to to um, Dragonfly Jones, to oh, old Otis. One of my favorites. Dragonfly. Get ready to take you down, boy. Get ready to take get you ready down. Get ready to take you down, boy. Look at the white shoes. Look at the white shoes. <laughs> yo, this nigga has so many classic episodes. Yo, the Jerome. I said Jerome and a half. It's too many. I said yeah. Jerome and a half. Watch oh your Yo, bro, I can't give it to you, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo, you yeah. you caught me off guard with that shit though, for real. Yeah, yeah no, I thought it was, was good, good enough good, argument to bring that was it good up. Argument. Yeah, you almost yeah. the you careers almost persuaded in it, yeah. me. I can't lie, you almost persuaded me, but I can't do it, bro. All right, that's so that's what we're gonna have to. Yeah, that's we, where we're gonna have to end it. Then we yeah, got our yeah, bro, we got our top four Mount Rushmore. And we swap we swap it out at the one and two spot. I like that though. I yeah. like I like how you brought that. We might have to do this shit more often, yo. It's, uh, the list joint, right? A list joint with future episodes, man. We might have to do that. Cool. I got something in mind. I got something in mind for our next episode. It might be a little bit list worthy. You know, might. Might bring some nice content to the uh, to the people. Right, so we'll dope. we'll see how we'll yeah, see how we get, we get some arguments. Get see what the public thinking. Get some arguments going. For sure, yeah. for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure. So yeah, That's we like, we want to end it right there with the with the final list and uh, yeah, man. the Mount Rushmore of the '90s uh, black TV shows. Yeah, glad we got the Black History Month out the way. You know, mm -hmm. That was definitely uh, that was important. That was important. Very so important. I hope y'all yeah. listen. I hope y'all enjoy it. And we appreciate all the listeners. Appreciate all the followers on IG. And uh, hope y'all tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we with the shits. Yeah, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Episode three in the books. All right, bro. All right, man. We out. Absolutely. Yeah, man.